Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Hit Bull Win Podcast. The official podcast of the Durham Bulls. Part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. What's up? It's episode 57 of Hipple Win Podcast, your favorite minor league baseball podcast. I am Patrick Norwood, the video and digital production manager. I am joined by Scott Strickland, mayor of Durham. Scott, how you doing? Hmm. Is there a comma in that? Nope. Uh, <coughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, Where would the comma go? Mayor, comma, of Durham? Mayor of, comma, Durham? Mayor, comma, Durham. You don't need of. Yeah. There it is. Mayor, yeah. That was mayor, would be what it would say. Comma, the Durham. Yeah. How, how you doing? Uh, there's a mayoral race going on as well. I, you, I've heard you've won it. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and don't even need to do the primary or anything. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, all good. Uh, dog days of summer. Yep, big time. I think we're. All, I think we, especially with our home game quantity, right? I would argue we're like four days away, right, from it no longer being dog days. Of uh, like, oh gosh, being the season's almost over. Like a little, uh, a little weirdly nostalgic. Yes. Right. I, I like around this time every year I start making the fan appreciation video and it's like, oh man. I go quickly into, oh gosh, dog days of summer. This, <laughs> how many more games <laughs> yeah. we got left? Just and then just qu- sweating. If not quicker, go into the, oh crap, we've yeah. only got I X really need games to enjoy left. this. Yeah, yes. yeah, I hear you. I hear you. How are um, you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a it's been a good week, an interesting week. Um, little peek behind our curtain. Uh, down in marketing, we get an email on Friday. Hey, uh, and I'll reserve my thoughts on this, but. Um, Baseball says we can go with that's awesome. Baseball says we can go with uh, with a schedule on Monday or Tuesday. Let's be ready with a video. Okay, that is a very broad canvas you've just given me. Mm -hmm. Pitched a few ideas; they were all shot down. Not really sure what happened there, but we're gonna ignore it. Um, And we just leave. So that's Friday, and we're like, look, we got. Let's all go to sleep. Let's come back in the morning. Come back in the morning. Andrew Green, Point Break expert, Doctor um, Doctor Green came in. And uh, said, hey, let's, uh, we got nine opponents next year. Let's do an Immaculate Grid ripoff. And uh, I was like, yeah. And then I do that How? a lot where I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then the question comes, why did you just say yes if yeah. you're not sure you can do it? Um, but we did it. It was a lot of heavy lifting on After Effects and animation, uh, which is somewhere. Multiple layers. A little shy of 100. Yeah, dude. Industry term. Layered-based software. Um, but no, and then, of course, it was also one of those projects where, like, almost like a like a home improvement project where you're like there were 50 easier ways for me to do this you know you've done those before where you're like oh i could have just done this and saved a bunch of time but now going back and restarting it that way would just be more time on top of this so uh yeah but it it was really well received between that video and the hurricanes jersey release video Mm -hmm. uh we had about 101 102,000 views so shout out to everybody that watched really appreciate it Shout out to the design team on the jerseys and Brian Wilson, everybody yep. involved. Yep, yep. Uh, this is still always cool to me. Was leaving whatever day the jerseys were on sale in the store for the first time. Yeah, yep. whatever that was. Um, probably Monday, Saturday. Okay. Um, so it wouldn't have been then. It was Monday because um, it was off day. I'm leaving, and a fan is walking up Jackie Robinson Drive to go to their car after leaving the ballpark corner store. And they are wearing the Already New Jersey. Yeah. And popped a selfie it's while walking dope. up the sidewalk are to you assume a, uh, send it to somebody. Let's say you go to a ball game. Mm-hmm. You buy a jersey. Are you throwing... That's a heavy assumption, by well, the way. But I'm with you. Uh, okay, so this is coming up because I had this conversation with my wife, shout out Jade Norwood, um, about concert tees. I haven't seen you in a while, Jade, but shout out. Shout out. Um, if you go to a concert and you buy the t-shirt, you're throwing the t-shirt on at the concert? Or are you no. leaving it in the bag, you're taking it home? Leave it in the bag. Okay. Jersey. Let's say you have an abundance of wealth suddenly, Scott, and you okay. can go to an, you know Jacksonville Jaguars game, just random team. Uh, are you throwing the jersey on before you leave the stadium? No. 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 You don't want it to get messed up? Don't want to get messed up. I'm going to take it home, kind of get settled into it a little bit, adjust to it. If you buy clothes online, do you wash them before you wear them? Yes. Thank you. 
Yeah. By Got the, to. By the way, we're in a very uh, scary minority of people who think that would that should be the case. Yeah. A lot of people will just get it out of the box. You have no idea where the thing's been. No, dude, that's gross, yeah. man. Also, it doesn't feel good. It feels like stiff right yeah. out of the box, right? Yep. That's a weird tangent to go on. Anyway, thanks for listening to our minor league baseball podcast. Had an exciting uh, exciting start to this home, home stand Tuesday night. Um, what was it, about 4 o'clock? 4.16 p.m. Yeah. Storm rolls through, dude. It was really, like a hurricane. Really bad, like, what, 20-minute, 30-minute storm? Uh, a little shorter than that. It, yeah. had, it had a, uh, a gap in between where it was kind of still for, what, 10, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and then it it rained again but uh yeah that was a little uh that was a little interesting here in old downtown durham and the neighboring areas had a little uh we had a little damage here at the ballpark sure did had some signage uh, that was uh, literally destroyed we had some um pretty much confirmed with eyewitness reports that we had a, a lightning strike very close by and and that uh has uh deemed some of our video boards and technology uh a little rough shape uh, so we're still trying to fix left center field board and uh, speed of pitch, and it is not fixed as of right now at uh, 158 on Thursday. But uh, working through that, with ball strikes and outs, mm-hmm. that got fried as well. That's tough. Shout out Leslie Martin for throwing up a ball strikes yep. and out graphic on the right field board, though. So we had um, we also had some field light issues that came down to the minute there. That was a uh, little scary. So I came to the game as a fan on Tuesday night. Uh, which is the first time I've done that in about two years. Uh, super fun. Um, we talked a little bit ago about it, and it's just you realize I, I feel like I hyper-focus on the things I may not, that we kind of slip up on when I'm working, but when you're there as a fan, you, you're like, oh, this is a pretty Going smooth with the operation. Um, but, yeah, we walked up, and my buddy looked, and he was like, yo, are we? What's going on? Because there's not a lot of light right now. And I was like, yeah, we're, we're working on it. And we went and got uh, tacos because Tacos Tall Boys Tuesday. And uh, 919-956-BULL, slash tickets. Two more left, by the way. Uh, and we walked back out and the lights were on. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, this. Uh, so that would have been like 545, 6 o'clock the lights came back uh, on? No, the lights came back on at uh, about 612, 615. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, um, yeah I... I, I when these type things happen, you rely on your partners a lot. Yes. Um, some people call them vendors. You know, some people like to call them partners because they make it sound like that's cuter. Yeah. But no, th- these people are truly. <laughs> when you have only two of your six field lights working, and you need someone to get here in a hurry, oh, you better hope they're your partner. Yeah. Um, and we we got lucky. We got really lucky. We've got um, we switched after the 2013 season. Going into 2014 during that large renovation to a Musco sports lighting product. And then there's a, a local electri- electrician um, who does uh, essentially all their work in this area the, of the region for us, Walter Holmes Electric. And we quickly got on the horn with Musco and quickly got on the horn with, with Walter Holmes Electric. And, um, you know, they're <laughs> that time of day with traffic, especially with the 35 car pile up on I 40. It's like, oh gosh, guys! I don't think they'll they won't be able to get here for at least an hour, yeah. hour and a half. Yeah, uh, and that's before they even start to survey the scene and start working on it, um, unless we get lucky, right? And they're on this side of Raleigh yeah. for some reason. Well, it turned out old Aaron was uh, dropping off a box in Chapel Hill <laughs> <laughs> and and driving east. And um, this this was great. I wish I had this on video, but Cameron Brendel and I are standing out to the side where uh, off the side of the stadium where the main electrical room is, and that's where the electrician knew to go to yeah uh, well he was coming from chapel hill and so he came up blackwell street from lakewood <laughs> and the streets closed off there with all of our parking stuff right so he apparently parked at the road closure and this is when we see him he's sprinting through the <laughs> intersection to the police officer who's running traffic out there saying i i gotta get over there i gotta get over there uh, this is life or death right uh and so we we got all aaron around and uh he was in there no more than seven minutes before he found a blown fuse and uh immediately the lights came back on and so i said jokingly but also seriously i said hey man are, are you hungry yeah and he said i mean yeah a little bit i said okay well you are going to the pnc triangle yes, club, sir. friend and you're gonna have an all-you-can-eat buffet he kind of hit tickets. like a like a community chest on monopoly there right yes. like doing my job oh, yeah. hey free meal and uh and just on brand he said you know what i just want a hot dog like Hell yeah! Heck yeah, you just heck want a hot yeah dog. dude! Heck yeah! And so he comes upstairs, 
and apparently the story spread about what all had happened with him saving the day. And according to a couple of people, people for the next you know thirty minutes that he was up there just kept coming by him and like patting him on the back. Hey man, you saved the day, man. Thank Dude, you. Dude, that's awesome. And uh, he felt like a hero, which he was. Um, so a lot of cleanup, still a lot of cleanup that had to be done Wednesday morning with landscape areas and uh, a lot of debris. But um, thanks to uh, you know a lot of people lost power. Thanks to all of our emergency first responders who were driving around like crazy yeah. trying to, to to get to some bad things. Uh, so we obviously were. We were very, very fortunate compared to a lot of folks. Shout out Durham FD. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a little side story there. Uh, my buddy works, he does PR there, and was leaving work last Thursday night. Jade is in Greensboro. I'm here, obviously. And he says, he calls her, hey, are you good? She's like, yeah, I'm in Greensboro with my parents. What's up? Celebrating their anniversary. And he's like, uh, yeah, they're... They just said there's a fire like on your street. your street, and like I'm really worried. Like, is Patrick home? And she was like, no. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll drive over there. Like, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but like, I gotta see if it's your house. And then luckily he heard the scanner again, and it was a 12 year old had started a stove fire, like Happy three houses down, and you know it was a five minute thing. But yeah, there was a solid 10 minutes of my life where I thought my house was burning down last Thursday, but uh. You know, the good folks at Durham FD would have put it out. No big deal. Dogs would have been fine. They did. Um, uh, they ran over one of our A-frames. One of the um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the woolly bull, please don't park or drive on the bricks. <laughs> it quickly blew into Blackwell Street. Uh, I went back and watched this on the security camera the other night. It was hilarious. And then like two seconds just after it blew bang. out there, <laughs> here comes you know, uh, engine one. Uh, just absolutely destroyed. Dude, that it. is awesome. But hey, that was worth it. That's awesome. Yeah, no. So that was that was a that was a great night. And you know, Durham PD, Durham FD, shout out uh, to the first responders, EMTs, all that. Uh, but had a great night. Tuesday night, one Tuesday, one last night. It is Thursday. Uh, you know, like you said, it's you know we're in the middle of a six game homestand, or I guess three quarters of the way through a six game homestand. Um, so the vibes of the front office are a little. Uh, people have got a little bit. I don't want to say shorter fuse. You need to be in your lane and you need to be getting things done, right? <laughs> That's, That's right. Uh, don't, there's no reason to reach in somebody else's pot. Just let's, we're all trying to get to Sunday at Kids Run the Bases and we're going to do our best to get there together. Um, but no, things have been going pretty well. I was actually, I was really impressed with how smoothly everybody handled, including yourself and Cam and Grounds. Dylan did great. Um, Leslie putting up, you know, having the quick idea of putting up a ball strikes out in the outfield, you know. That was huge, um, being able to build that in our system so our fans knew what was going on. Um, in all seriousness, that's super smooth. It's fun. That that uh, like I used to, when I was yeah. down on the field, I used to love, you know, the the rain delay that happened right before the game. Yeah, and we only had instead of an hour to get the field ready, thirty minutes to get the field ready, yeah. and it's just kind of poetry in motion. After that, you do the same single thing for seventy five yeah. days. It can get boring. Um, it's cool when you get to mix it up a little bit and have some new challenges. And, and uh, like every department here, we had a ballpark we had to put back together with trash cans blown over the place and umbrellas in the street. And going back and watching the video, all that, um, I don't know, it's just, that, that's fun. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. All right. We had a Hit Bull Win podcast first. Uh, a manager asked to be on the podcast. Uh, Michael Johns uh, was talking to me a couple of weeks ago. When was that last time you guys did a podcast? I said, well, a couple of days ago. He said, okay, what what was it on? And I said, well, we did a breakdown of Point Break. And he said, oof, <laughs> running out of content. Uh, no, sir, never had it. Uh, so he uh, he just came on, did a great interview, and you're going to hear it right after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here again with Bulls manager Michael Johns. MJ, how you doing? Good. 
Yeah, I've been good. Um, it's been a while. It seems like it was decades ago the it last does. time that we talked, and it wasn't it, it that really long does. ago. But no. yeah, lots happened since then. So been been really good. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of quite a homestand. Yeah, doozy of a homestand. What is it like to try and stay focused, keep the energy up, when you're in a back to back homestand like this at home? Well, I think we got to be creative. Um, obviously, these guys have been playing for a long time. Um, I think mid August is always the the challenge for managers to keep it uh, lively. Um, you still want to work, but you don't want to kill them. Make sure they're fresh at 6.30, but they still got to work. I think we talked yesterday. I don't have a lot of team meetings where it's everyone, but yesterday I think we needed one because I think our goal now, it needs to shift a little bit from trying to relax before the game to making sure that we're ready to play November 4th. And the reason I say that is because it's crazy how things happen in this game, and these guys need to figure out a way to, to get themselves ready to play in the World Series. And it sounds crazy, but that's why they're here. I mean, we're, we're going to do our best to try to win this league, but we have to set our sights on being ready for the playoffs in the major leagues. Uh, and that is a real factor for all these guys. We're not going to get anyone. So if someone gets injured, something happens, um, these guys will be playing, you know, in the, in the – and the championship and the World Series and just trying to give them like that view because it is extremely real. Um, you kind you you kind of hit on that a little bit. What, what's the clubhouse like leading that maybe that that two three days leading into a trade deadline? What, what's a Triple A clubhouse like and what's that job like from your perspective? <laughs> two or three days going into the trade deadline and then describe the I don't know if relief is the right word coming out of the trade deadline. Okay here are our guys yeah this is the squad yeah i knew that you were going to ask that because it really is fascinating uh just how much it affects these guys and i had no idea i mean as the field coordinator you come in and i was here one time when the trade deadline was going on but you don't really feel it unless you're the manager but it affected the whole team i mean every individual on this team felt like they either were going to get traded or they're going to get called up and they want to play in the major leagues that's and, and i get it but it really did affect them once the trade deadline was over and they realized that they were going to be here it seemed like it was just a mixed emotions. Like it didn't seem like they were ready to play that night. And I think the message to them was like competition is never going to end. This yeah. this will never stop. And until you embrace it, like you're going to struggle in this game and in life because it will never end. Like the feeling you have right now of wanting to play in the major leagues and thinking that people are playing over you, like it, it's a it should you should take it as a challenge because this is life like it's it will never end people coming today we have ronnie simon coming it's never going to end there's right. there's people coming to take our jobs to take jobs with from these players and that's kind of the way you have to look at it i know it sounds a little bleak but it was a weird day it was very weird for me personally and i didn't expect it to be honest well and there was also the weirdness of mckendry and jackson yeah switching dugouts and clubhouses what is that is that the first time that's happened to you in your career like yeah. seeing something like that i don't like, know how many times that's happened in like baseball i feel I'm like sure i hear about it like once every couple of years but like that's yeah. got to be such a weird feeling just like it's, you're, you're at the same place but just, you're just on yeah. the complete opposite side now it's so awkward it's like evan like come with me buddy we're gonna go introduce you to the manager and then <laughs> That's it's like so it's so awkward. It's so I know. Sad. It's like, hey, here he's yours now. Yeah, and then, it's like switching kindergarten classes. Yeah, Jackson like, comes over, and I'm I'm like shaking his hand. And it's like we just tried to get him out, you know, the yeah. few weeks before. Yeah. So it was very awkward. Uh, the clubbies don't really know what to do with the bags. He still has like Brewer stuff. Yeah. McKendry's yeah. got race stuff, and then ironically, we face McKendry that early later that day yeah. or later that week, and. That was a weird deal, man. I mean, as much as Evan meant to us, and just I really love the kid, and he's yeah. so good. Yeah, for sure. It was tough to lose him, but obviously, you know, we needed a catcher. Um, you can't have enough of those, and Jackson comes with, you know, a lot of accolades and, and a lot of – a big profile. Um, he's a really good player, so I, I get the trade. It just, yeah, for sure. In the moment, was so awkward. Yeah. Going down the path of catchers, um, let, let's talk about to the, the common fan um, – they probably don't get to see some things, but uh, you've got a, a major league catcher rehabbing. How hands on are you? How hands off are you? Do they get? Is their entire directive coming from the big league level of what they need to work on to get to prove they're ready to go? What, what's what's that like? I think they're all different. Um, you know, primarily with Frankie Tomas will talk to Ray, who's the catching coach, and he will tell Ray, you know, this is what we've been doing. This is kind of his drill package because at this point they pretty much have a, a day, a day in and day out routine. And then Motor will call 
uh, Kenny and talk about his routine in the cage, and they kind of handle that stuff. I mean, my job is to pretty much just see what they look like, um, make sure that they're comfortable. I don't give them any signs. Like, I'm not giving them the steal sign or the hit and run. Like, if they want to do it, great. <laughs> if you want to run, run. But I'm not doing a whole lot, to be honest. I mean, it's more just trying to make sure that they're they're comfortable. Yeah. Uh, as far as traveling, we talked about – talked about this with you a little bit last pod um but traveling and and sort of seeing different clubhouses and seeing different stadiums what has that sort of been like this year specifically for you uh because i feel like it's either especially the last month or so you've either been on the road for a large chunk or you've been here for a large chunk so what has that adjustment been like yeah i mean obviously durham's number one i mean it's not even close i'm not just saying that because we're we're the you know i'm obviously the manager but it is by far the the best but i've been very pleasantly surprised at how nice the other stadiums are um with just like the fans of how many fans that the other places get uh the hotels have been unbelievable um the locker rooms have come night and day from where you know when we started this thing years ago but i've been just really pleasantly surprised i think as as a field corner, you have like these images of towns, right? That yeah. you hear about, and so there's been towns that I really <laughs> like. Man, I, I do not do not want to go there. And once we get there, I'm like, this is really cool. Like, yeah, they all have their kind of little niche. You know? Yeah, for sure. They're all different in their own way, um, but they've all been awesome. Like, Has there just, been like anywhere this season? Sorry to cut you off, but like anywhere this season where you're like, oh, I want to go vacation there one day. <laughs> like you're back. like you're like I cannot wait to you know no offense to Gwinnett but I don't think Gwinnett's on the list but like is there yeah. any place like 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 a Nashville or I mean Memphis that's the obvious choice yeah. Nashville uh, my wife and I really love it there and we didn't get a chance she wasn't with me but I didn't get a chance to do much you kind of yeah. get in those routines where you go it doesn't really matter what city you're in you're going to the field you go home you go to the field you go back to the hotel so I would say Nashville would probably be number one I mean Nash Vegas like it's coconuts there. so that's where I grew up Oh, that's okay. my hometown and it is still to this day wild to me like for people to be like oh yeah i want to go vacation in nashville because like when we were growing up there was there was predators games and that was great yeah. but if you're growing up there like you you don't go to bars yeah. you're not going to honky tonks <laughs> right. people are like oh, i can't wait to go vacation in nashville and i'm still like why and they're yeah. like oh because it's awesome that's why but yeah no that's great that's, great. that's a good question thank you uh, that's got uh that is kind of the fun thing identifying what a town has, right? Mm. Whether it's perceived good, bad, whatever. You might, you know what? I need a quiet road trip or I want a lively road trip. Yeah. Nashville would obviously give you the liveliness. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I hit you on this one after your, uh, after your media day uh, question and answer. But uh, all right. What's different about Michael Johns, the manager, from the last time we talked to you? Ooh, good question. I feel like I'm on the couch. That's why we get paid the big like bucks. Yeah. Like <laughs> ther- therapy session here. Do I need to lay down? Yeah. Do you want to talk about anything? Um, I think the biggest difference is that I think everything's gray. I think I, I am very much black and white, and I think I've always been like that. But I think when you're dealing with these type of players at their age and where they are in their career, there's a lot of things you kind of just have to live with. Um, and that is taking some time. And it's daily, like – trying to just navigate through what's really important today and what's not like, does it really matter that they're wearing tank tops during MVP? Like, does it really matter <laughs> that they're wearing flip-flops to the field? Like it doesn't really matter. What's, what's the most important thing today. They have so much stress on them that why would I try to add to it by some, my own thing? So I think it's been a struggle for me, but I think I've gotten better at it. So that's probably the simplest answer mm-hmm. is that everything's gray. Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing that's yeah. matter of fact. Uh, from a, creative standpoint what has been your favorite uh jersey that we've worn this year that has not been the durham bulls oh man home i like the home whites but that's probably the easy answer yeah the favorite one i kind of i kind of dig the the ones we're wearing tonight because it's their georgia colors the, the black and red yeah sure okay um those are kind of those are kind of they're kind of nice i like the shark one i like the colors of that I like the color bull scheme. sharks is such a good night man yeah it everybody really likes it yeah. Like, everybody likes the look. It looks great on the field. Like, our graphics package looks awesome. Sharks. Yeah. I, I think we're undefeated playing as the Bull Sharks. Hmm. Maybe wrong on that, but I'm The color sure scheme was really cool. Yeah. I thought, I thought it matched everything that we had. And you know what's amazing is our, just side note, like, watch our players' cleats. They yes. will have it matched yes. up. I'm like, we might wear this uniform one time. How do you have yes. a cleat for that? <laughs> yeah. And like, well, we it? knew the night was coming. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all are unbelievable. That's something that changed. Like, it must have been after COVID. It had to have been there in like 21, 22 because it became more profound. For like sure. 2018 and 19, we would have on like 
I don't know, like pink jerseys for breast care. Like we, we didn't, but that's an example. And it would still be the normal royal blue yeah. undershirts. And I don't know what changed, but that drastically Well, I shifted. can tell you with the Rays, we had a strict policy of like, you're going to wear black and white cleats, like black yeah. with a little yeah. bit of white. Okay. And then the under is going to be, up. yeah, the pants <laughs> up, like all the things that we don't really care about now, that's now yeah. you just kind of let them be swaggy, yeah. you know? And now it's almost encouraged. Like how swaggy can, can you, you be? Yeah, yeah. People, people really like it. Like Rhonda's got, Great. Oh. Who's got the best cleat game in the clubhouse, you think? Honestly, man, I, I'm so like, they mess with me hard about my, my turfs. I'm like, <laughs> dude, these are swaggy. Like, I got like the black with like the little blue on them. Like, yeah. to me, that's swaggy. Yeah, they're sure. like, dude, you're so like 1980. <laughs> so, who's got, I think they're all ugly. Like, I really do. Like, Basabi comes out with the orange and the green. Dude, I'm like, dude, you better orange. get three knocks tonight, or I'm right. throwing those in or, the trash can. Yeah. Like, you better be good because you can't wear those if you're not yeah. good. And of course, he will go get three hits. But uh, the best shoe game, man, I don't know. Like, I kind of dig like Tapia's right now. They're kind of yeah. cool. They've got his nickname on them. Yeah. And Aranas are really neat too. They He's, got the bulls on there. Yeah. So yeah, those those are sweet. Yeah, those are sweet. Um, you just mentioned Basabi. What was it like call, when he got called up? That was a cool moment for us, kind of peering into the dugout and seeing that happen, being like, "Oh, there it is!" And then it's just a rush of cameras to yeah. see if you can get the shot. Well, but it's funny because they were—they're all different, um, and that one was di- did not see it coming at all. There's usually some type of message before the game. This might happen, okay? Right. So, had we known he was going to get called up, we're probably going to hold him out of the game. So, by no means do we think anyone's getting called up on the sure. position player side. Yeah. We've been called in the fifth inning, hold the pitcher out, whatever. Well, when it came down, it's like, okay, well, Basabi's going up, but we got we need to keep it quiet. And I'm like, that ain't happening. Like, that ain't happening. No. I'm not no. going to take him in the tunnel for his first time and say, good job. Yeah. So, I didn't, at that point, I didn't care. I'm just like, hey, come in, you know, and get the team together. And I think once we get the team together, they kind of know. Yeah. So, it was really neat. He was very appreciative. Very, I think, I don't think he saw it coming. I don't think any of us did. Right. Um, but it was, it, it was so exciting. It's the best part of the job. It was so by cool. By far. Yeah. It was so cool, man. Yeah. Speaking of uh, cool parts of the job, I don't even think I've asked you about this, uh, but walk us through July 4th and the ending of that game, the crowd reaction, uh, how loud it was, all the all the above. That That is dope. I mean, I put that like number two in like the coolest things I've ever been a part of. I think number one would be Brousseau. It happened to me in the bubble when he hit the home run off yeah, Chapman. With that all, everything oh that gosh, led up dude. to that, like, that was bananas. But that July 4th was, was number two. I mean, I think for a lot of reasons. One, they had just kicked our butt for so many times. And yeah. the crowd, like, stayed in the game, you know, and yeah. they didn't leave. And you're like, my gosh, this is a boring game. We're getting our butts kicked. Yeah. And then, like, it wasn't like it was, like, no outs or one out. It was, like, two outs, and we had really not a lot going. Yeah. But – once like the guys started losing command, you, you know, you're, to have a comeback like that, you're gonna have to have some walks. And once you saw that, you're like, oh boy, <laughs> yeah, if we can it. flip this lineup over, we got a chance. And then once Basabi's up, it's over. Yeah, like, so it's over. We like, last year, same thing. Um, we always go up to the top of Red Hat up here um, to shoot fireworks, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's a cool view. Because the fireworks come at eye level, and you can shoot down on the crowd. And you know, it's five nothing going into the ninth at that point. And I look at Kelly. I'm like, all right, Kelly, come on, let's get in the elevator. We're in the elevator, and I tell her, you know, last year we did this, Bulls were down by, like, four, and then we put the bases loaded, and I was like, oh, man, what if we walked off, right? And we're sitting there laughing about it. And then we get up to the roof, bases are loaded, Wasabi's on deck, and I'm like, here we go. It's about to happen. About to make it right. There. Like, if I'm you like, can get the Basabe or Aranda with the game in the line, like it's over. Like, yes. They're going to win. I mean, they just yes. have that knack. Yeah, there's a lot of good hitters, but like those two in particular, I think every manager would tell you, I do not want them to beat us. Yeah. And I think that like Charlotte got caught in that same situation where yep. they had to walk around. They had twice, to walk And them. they had to. And, and everybody was like, well, why would they do that to get to? And I'm like, well, you're not going to pitch to. Right. You don't want to pitch to either of them. Plus right. The handedness, you know, right on right. Sure. It was. You know, and I thought what was really cool is, and I don't have Instagram, but somebody sent me this picture of, from like center field view, where like that was was that y'all? Yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah, it yeah. was it was just, it was so crazy. I've told this story like a million times on the pod, so sorry if you're hearing it again. But to it's like in the movies when you like see the explosion and then like beat beat beat, and then the noise. Like I saw the ball leave the bat. And I could see people were cheering, but it took it a couple seconds for the noise to travel up oh, to us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was just whoosh, yeah. just this huge wall of noise that hit the camera. Uh, 
That was awesome. That was the loudest I've ever heard of the place. That was that so I cool. that I recall at least. Yeah, yeah. I often wonder like it has to. If I'm a fan and I'd only come to a couple of Bulls games, and you happen to say oh, I'm going to come July 4th, like you got to come back. Yeah, you, you you're like that can't just cow. be the last time you're there. Or maybe right? you think they this happens every night. Like yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, no, you just this place gets that rowdy. Something that was like almost impossible. To yes. Do. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know what player it was, but uh, oftentimes this happens. You hear the reactions of the visitors from the visiting dugout when those moments happen. Yeah, and oftentimes it, it's not uh, it's not man that that stunk. It's you know it's a it's it's an f bomb and then this place because it feels like it happens here a lot. Yeah, and especially what last year the year before uh, we had so many comebacks. Yeah, twenty twenty one we had ten walk offs. Last year we had three or four, and okay. this year we're at what six seven. Every yeah, manager on the road, year. almost every one of them says we probably would have lost that game in Durham. Like yeah. If they beat yeah. us on the road, they're like, we're probably losing that game in yeah. Durham. It's That's just different. Fans, yeah. I know you're listening. All of our fa- Every single one of our fans <laughs> is listening to this. I tell people all the time, it's different to play here. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just another minor league ballpark. Like, it's, you guys, it matters. You can have an impact. It actually sure. matters. For sure. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of that, what is it like trying to get people to maybe focus if they've never experienced a place that loud? Um, I think that when we first, just from my own experience and then talking to some players, I think when we first got here, it was very almost like distracting. You're like, holy cow, there's a lot of people. And you're yeah. like, you're a little bit like, don't know what to do with your hands kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but I think once you get into it, you start to kind of embrace it and you don't really, you don't think about it as much. Um, certainly you hear the crowd and you know that they're there, but it's just different. It's like yeah. you can, you can turn it on and off and, and really kind of block out. Uh, and I know the players feel the same way. Like you use it for your energy. Like you can just feel the energy, but you're able to like, you know, focus back in. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy. I always wonder how people, I never played in the major leagues, but I'm like, how do they do this in the world series when there's 40,000, how do you do it? Yeah. But there is this like, you just, you pretty much are able to tune it out. You just, it's yeah. just a native ability. Your body will adapt. And Dude, it's, it's so wild. Yeah. Like, it's, it's different. I don't know. I've, I went to Alabama. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but I worked on the sidelines at Alabama my senior year and it would get so loud. And like dudes are turning around and calling timeouts and running back to the huddle. And people are like, how are they letting that happen? I'm like, you come down here. You can't hear anything. And that's, that's not just Alabama. That's Vanderbilt can be like that. You know, this place gets that loud. It does. And it's insane to me how loud, you know, I don't want to say with few, this many few seats, but compared to a, you know, football stadium, it's right. a little different, but it, it's just, I think too, like, it's like a bowl, you know? So yeah. like, it's like the, the, the crowd noise stays in the stadium. Yeah. Does, there's nowhere for it to go. So it's just, like sure. it's in it there. just hovers. It's really over. neat. But I think it like conversely, like places that don't draw well, you can you feel it. Yeah. Right. It's weird. Like this, <laughs> when there's a lot of fans, you feel it in the right way. Like you, it, it energizes you. But when you go to places that don't draw very well, you, you can just like, you can feel, feel the like dugout yeah. just like, Ugh. Yeah. and like, all right, boys, come on. Shout like, out Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, the Jersey unveil or the schedule unveil yesterday was thank you. Yeah. Hilarious. Shout out Andrew Green. Yeah. Um, all right, so you've been in Durham now since since the end of March. What uh, off the field? You got a got a favorite spot yet? Have you settled into the Durham community at large yet? Well, I wish I could say I have, but I'm pretty boring, man. Like it's the, kind of the same deal every yep. day, you know. Um, and we haven't had a whole lot of true off days, but we did. My wife and I did venture out. I really like crawfish, you know, just going to yeah. school in New Orleans. Sure. So I'm like, I wonder if there's any crawfish place because it's not in season and they must freeze it. But we found a place called the Red red juicy crab okay it's about 10 minutes away kind of like where all the dealerships are yeah yeah um we've been there twice now in the last like three weeks and it's really good okay do a really good job so that on the restaurant side is if you guys like seafood um they do a really good job but man it's so boring like it's workout it's coming to field (laughs) like on the off day workout maybe go to juju get a haircut like it's just boring i haven't played golf I was, like, well, yeah, that was gonna be my next question is like know, are we man. playing golf at no, all or? i'm embarrassed uh no i haven't I haven't played one time how about on the road not once no oh, but you got your clubs here right i do yeah and i look at them every single night going man i'm gonna try <laughs> to play tomorrow and then i don't i mean honestly like i think that we're just geared to stay up so late like mm. i don't go to bed till 12 or 1 maybe 2 and you're sleeping till 9 10 11 yeah. and it's like <laughs> 
you either go play golf for nine holes or yeah, like, gonna right. work out. So I don't know, man. It's just it's a boring life. I wish the <laughs> listeners could wish I'd give them something more, but that's pretty much <laughs> it. I feel like if I'm golfing and I have something directly after golf, I play so much worse too. Yeah. Cause I'm constantly thinking about like, okay, am I like, oh, I got, 100%. I got to pick it up. I got to pick yeah. it up. Right. And I rush and it's just, it's, especially it's if you have to go to work, like your job, Dude, like, that's, it's the worst. Yeah. You it's, need it's like a complete all yes. day to go out there and sell absolutely for four hours, but that's what I'm going to blame my scores on. Have oh yeah. Do have you guys been playing? Yeah. I've played once. Yeah. Um, we got to get you out to, to Washington Duke for the, before you head home and Hillendale sponsor. Yeah. And Hill and Dale as well. I'm yeah. curious for you guys. So you guys have been doing this a long time, and you've had you've seen a bunch of games. Like, where would you compare this this team? What What would you say is like the one thing that stands out with this team compared to the other teams? Are they similar? Is there anything that you're like, man? This this team's it's really interesting because earlier in the year I didn't really see much of a comparison point to teams that I've worked with in the past. Maybe the 18 team, where it was. A really hot April, May was kind of, eh, and then it kind of picked back up, right? But I think I hadn't really seen a comparison between the last two teams and this team until this month. Mm-hmm. And in 21 and in last season, July, like right after the 4th of July, like mid-July, they went out of town. Um, there was a little bit of, a, they, they, you know, two and four in one of the own stands and then came back and just took off. Mm-hmm. Um, Tristan Gray's bat. Yeah. back up and i was looking at the schedule from last year when we were doing the schedule release this week and i was like oh man we're kind of hitting like the same exact time last year where you know paxton and greeny and i are kind of looking at each other like oh it's about to hmm. we're we're right on the edge mm-hmm. of that cliff right now um and i'm starting to see that i came to a game as a fan for the first time in two years the other night and that was the first time that it really started clicking for me that i was like oh this team's got it you this, got to this team special enjoy it. Yeah. yeah like they you know, Brew came up to the plate and hit that homer, and I was yeah. like, "Okay, this is yeah, we're they're they're picking it back up." I think um, that's a really good question. Uh, I also agree with your your first statement that that for whatever reason, this team seemed a little different than any of the previous couple of years. Um, but but I think to the detriment of the player to degree, right? Um, we've always had those one or two or three guys who have been here for a couple of years and everybody knows it's fun watching those guys succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bruhan, Aranda, obviously they wish they were doing that at the big league level, but, but it's, it's always fun. It's fun walking around town or even in the ballpark and hearing people ask about a specific yeah. player. They know them, they've been tracking them. Um, that that's fun. And, and that's been happening a lot lately um, with how well some of those guys have been playing. And obviously Bruhan out there, he, he's, He's like a must-watch guy, like he's just, especially, especially on the basis. Like, it's to fun see what's going to happen. It's next. fun to watch people have fun, yeah, and like enjoy what they do. And he's one of those guys that it's. Uh, that's a great point. You never know what he's going to do. <laughs> and like a huge portion of my job is predicting where someone is going to go. And I learned in 2021, give up with him on that. <laughs> there was one the other night. He started running a third, and I was like. Dude, yeah, they are we were down actively. In the yes, yeah, I was like, when he yeah, went back to second, yeah. I was like, they are <laughs> actively throwing the ball into the infield. Please do not do this. Me and you both. He's dude, yeah, he's, it's, wild, uh, he's electric. All right, but you just hope it's electric in the right way. Yeah, sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, I do think like you guys haven't really touched on the playoffs, which I know that's on everybody's yeah, mind right now, sure. and it's something that we try to block it out as much as we can, and we don't really we don't talk to it. We do not talk about the playoffs of the team ever. Like I think they're smart enough to know where we are. But what what is interesting is most of them do not know the format. I think they still think it's the old <laughs> format. Like, yeah, that's I'm pretty sure. And if what? anybody's listening, like <laughs> this is the toughest playoffs in all of sports. It's two teams yeah, out no, of twenty. It's, yeah, it's. I don't know of another hard. league or anything that mm-hmm. makes it this tough. No. And you look at it on one hand and you go, Dad Gum, like there's going to be some really good teams that are going to miss out on the playoffs, and that's that stinks because I think the the closest thing to the major leagues are the playoffs. It's the, you're never going to experience that kind of pressure, right? until you make it until you get to the big league so why would you not want your teams and players to play in that so yeah i I honestly like i don't really know how to how to handle it like i don't want to talk about it because that's not something that we should be focused on it should be the you know the the process um and it'll take care of itself but it's it's tough it's it's on our mind it's fun to uh it's fun for us to like do the math of how many teams are still in it like in 2021 there was i think going into the last weekend there were like six teams that could potentially call yeah. themselves a champion because that was the weird year um before the final stretch last 10 games but 
like this year we're looking and it's like Worcester's up there, Lehigh's up there. We're a half game back. Jacksonville's a game and a half back and playing Lehigh right now. So we kind of you kind of root for one team one night, yeah. And yeah. one the other because you want those two monsters to eat and you know eat each other. Um, but it's it's just and then you look at the bottom and like Charlotte. Shout out again on this pod, <laughs> Charlotte. You're really doing your best. Um, they're pretty much mathematically eliminated like next week already. Yeah, yeah. They've had to this point. I think they've had three home wins in the second half. Yeah, Three. that's tough. That's man. insane. That's you always you, know, you always want something to play for, right? As you get in these kind of dog yeah. days a little bit, um, it's fun watching that vibe. Where we have obviously been very spoiled in that regard. Yes, big time. Um, but I think too, probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen here in nineteen and three quarter years, I guess, was twenty one. The Rays clinched at home the same day that we clinched here. Yeah. And we roll in our, uh, this was someone in Tampa's idea, uh, you know, 70 inch smart TV. And there was a live stream from the Tampa clubhouse and they were, they were waiting to celebrate until our game ended. Yeah. And it's like, this, this is, I, I don't, I don't care if you've been in the minor leagues forever. And it's like, oh, you know, sometimes you have that right of like, oh, playoffs, more games. I'm just ready to go home. You came around, those guys came around that corner. And saw all that, and Cash gave his speech. And it's like this is this is this is cool. Every, everybody, and to jacked. your point, you won't be yeah. able to to experience that because whatever you experience, you're going to get better at it each time mm-hmm. you experience it. I I do miss the I miss the travel part of playoffs. Yeah, um, we went to Indy. Uh, we hosted games one and two here. Yep. Won both. We go to Indy. This was um, uh, KK's first year in AAA. Um, win game through there. Series is over. We immediately jumped right back on the charter. Or the plane, yeah, the, uh, the bus, excuse me, yeah. and, and came back. And it's like, okay, you get a day off, and now we're getting ready for the next series. Mm-hmm. And that, that's well, totally you, different than the during the regular season. You right? remember 18. 18 was the weird year where we went up to Scranton, had the hurricane, and it was, I'll never forget Matt, my old boss, shout out Matt Suter, called, and he was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but I need you to get here to Scranton tonight, essentially. And it was like 10 a.m. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, we're playing all five here. I just got out of the meeting. Yeah. I need you to get here tonight. We clinched in Scranton. I drove back, cut the video till like 3, 4 a.m., went and got four hours of sleep, hopped on the bus and went to Columbus for the national championship. So that is that is a part. And it was a total different vibe. Yeah. The bus to Columbus was when I got to take a, like a break. And I was like, gosh, this is this is awesome. This is fun. This is awesome, man. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, have you ever seen Point Break? Ooh. Keanu Reeves. Here we go. Yeah. What is y'all's fascination with Point Break? Don't ask y'all. <laughs> This was not. This was not. You like it? That's not true. I do like it. I don't know that it's like. Why is it? I'm curious why it's such a big deal for you guys or Scott. So many one-liners. <laughs> uh, so I mean, so many things that you can take into your daily life. Uh, you know, when Pat's grabbing two water bottles or one water bottle out of the fridge, eight hey, stacks. Give me two. I just and, and everyone knows what you're talking about. Everyone. If if that happens, that that that's a quality of a movie. That cannot be replicated by most movies. Gotcha. So l- let me ask In it this way: opinion. If we were going, the three of us were going to do a movie review podcast with you, what movie would you want to analyze? Hmm. Look at. Oh, that's a good one. Probably the Hunger Games. Wow. I think because okay. I think it's one of the best done movies maybe ever. Yeah. And I, it's recently on my mind. We watched this. We watched. I watched the first one the other night, and then the second one again uh, with my wife last night. But man, that was just a cool concept. Like, there's so many dynamics to it. Yeah. Um, I think I think like screen adaptation of a like teen adult book other than like Harry Potter that is the number one. Yeah, it's so good. The action sequences in that are super intense too. Unbelievable. Um, it's got a little bit of everything. Um, probably that. That's probably one of my okay. favorites. All right, we'll yeah. keep that in mind. We'll keep that yeah. in mind. Anything you want to say to our fans? No, just thanks. You know, again, we appreciate everything you guys do, and it, it does matter. Like we touched on a little bit this. This podcast, everything you guys, the energy you guys bring picks us up, especially right now in the dog days. And just stay with us. You know, it's a fun team. It's yeah. a really fun team. Absolutely. You don't know what you're going to see every night. And Let's make that's a what's run, fun. Dude. Let's go probably, have a run. Yeah, I should probably give you a heads up. We started doing this with Brady. Uh, but last home game, after the game, we're going to toss you uh, Jatoby's mic, and you'll give a little little shout-out to speech. the crowd. Yeah. Toss me a what? A uh, microphone. Jatoby's microphone. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Instead of the player? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be you. Yeah. What if we lose? Ah, That's fine. We yeah. still got to we'll do it. They're, we'll, they're we'll going to stick, ar- we'll they're they're gonna stick around and clap anyway. Yeah. There, there's a there's a 
I'm not going to say it's my favorite day of the year, but it's one of my favorite. There's a cool vibe here from the fans. There's a very cool vibe of just true appreciation of the team they got to see for all summer. So yeah. fun. It's good stuff. Yeah, gotcha. it's, it's a good time. Well, I'll look forward to it's it. It's a good time. And yeah, good. I appreciate you guys' time. It's always fun Absolutely, to catch man. up. And uh, thanks Anytime. for everything. Anytime you want to jump on, that's MJ. We'll be right back after this to close us out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. That was MJ. That was that was a fun time, man. Yeah. He's he's just the way he looks at stuff like his like self-reflection of like, oh, yeah, no, I've got to live more in a gray area now. That was super eye opening. I love asking people uh, who are in close contact with Vidal Bruhan what they think of Vidal Bruhan. <laughs> Stacks great Bruhan stories. Um, and he's just like last year, right? We're in Vegas. Dude starts his own oh, MVP, MVP chant in yep. the locker room. That's hilarious. And go for it. You just want MVP, go for it. Who cares? It was awesome. It was awesome. So yeah, no, that was that was great. Shout out to MJ. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, Scott, and he touched on it a little bit. We got we got playoffs to be thinking about, man. We're a half game out as it stands. It is Thursday the seventeenth, correct? Sixteenth. Seventeenth. Look at me. Um yeah, Thursday the seventeenth. We're a half game out. We've got how many more? We've got twenty four games after this homestand. Yep. Um, so you know, it's it's really coming down to that time. It's sort of do or die. And I mentioned it when we were talking to MJ. This is the time last year and in twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one, they'd already separated themselves quite a bit. But um, last year, especially, this was really the time when the team started turning around and stringing together multiple streaks worth of games. Bulls right now are eight and two in the last ten. Yeah. Um, I um said this when we were talking to him but always fun to be playing for something late in the year right no matter what sport you're involved in um but uh, long story short i was in the clubhouse the locker room of the clubhouse last night during the ninth inning checking on some uh corner guards that we had installed uh to help protect the corners how are those doing uh they were doing quite well by the way Uh, i was very pleasantly surprised at their condition um but uh, some of the individuals who had pitched that evening mm-hmm. uh, were in the locker room. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes when you're around this game for a long time, especially at this level, you, you we talked about this a little bit with, with MJ, you, you realize that uh, some of the guys here obviously wish they were in the big leagues. Yeah. Um, sometimes winning the game isn't the most important thing, right? It's player development and getting those guys to the big leagues. Um, and so you can kind of sometimes get a little soured on that. Um, but then you have moments like last night. I'm, I'm reading the emails, and I wasn't even paying attention to the TV. We won, like literally while I was looking at the phone, checking an email. And those guys had an audible, energetic reaction. Yeah. You know, they were – that it wasn't fake. Yeah. Uh, they want to win. And when you get in this time of year and you're in the hunt – it just adds a level of energy to the place that you need because it's this late in the year. And two, it's just fun to be around. So yeah. uh, this team has definitely got that energy and it'll be fun to see how far we can run with it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, if you're coming out to a game, um, I encourage you to get loud, get into it, man. This is, especially if you're a part of the Durham community, you're part of the Triangle community, this is your team. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely your team. Um, we want to succeed for you guys. The players want to succeed because they like the fans. I mean, MJ. You're not, listen, there's a bunch of other minor league baseball podcasts. This is your favorite one. Of course. Um, but you can go listen. You're not going to have a manager, A, come on the podcast, B, be the one who says, hey, can I come on the podcast, and then C, talk about how great the fans are and how it's almost overwhelming how loud they can get Correct. at times. Um, that just doesn't happen anywhere else. So at, y'all are a big part of this. Come out to a game, 919-956-BULL, DurhamBulls.com slash tickets. Um, you know, go get some merch, too. Wrap them out in the streets. Throw on the blue and orange. It's, you Throw know, them horns up. It's not my favorite color scheme per se, but I think we wear it well. I do. 
Uh, but yeah, man, it's you know we've got we, it's it's gonna be a fun last month. That's for sure. Uh, be on the lookout behind the bulls feature this month. I don't know if I've told you this Mm-mm. as the horn goes off, which means it's three thirty-two. Three, yeah, two ten. Someone must have pushed uh, the button. Someone, someone's pushing the horn button. Yep. I'm not. That probably didn't even come through the podcast mics, so you guys didn't hear it. But our our home run <laughs> horn just went off. Um, so anyway, it uh, behind the bulls feature this month. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Tony Rigsby. Oh, that's solid. Yeah, dude. Tony's been here a long time. Yes. And I don't mean Tony's been working here a long time. Did you know Tony went to Bulls games in the 60s? I did not. I had no idea until they told me. He was like, you know, I'm not going to try and do a Tony impression. That's that's almost insulting for me to try. But he was talking about, like, yeah, 200 people was a big night. He's like, <laughs> and I look out now, and it is insane. Um, so, yeah, if you've been to Durham Bulls Athletic Park in the last, gosh, uh 16 17 years you've heard tony's voice um so be on the lookout for that that was it was a it was a great conversation it went a lot quicker than a lot of the other ones did which made Kim. me nervous at first but then i started going through the interview i was like oh no every easy one content of these answers is yeah. awesome um so yeah hear about his relationship with bill law and what he does in the off season and why he likes baseball so much and why he likes our fans so much you'll be able to see all that when here and uh at the end of the month we always cool. release them at the end of the month um so yeah, gonna work on that a bunch next week, and then, like we said, we've only got a few home stands left. Come see us; um, we'd love to see you. Don't forget to give us a call either nine one nine six eight seven sixty five seventy three. Well done. Remember the phone number. Uh, so yeah, come see us. Give us a call. Leave a message. Ask us any question you want. You know, I was thinking the other day we haven't done a mailbag in a minute. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna talk to a player, and then I think it's time to get to the mailbag. Yeah, because uh, it's starting to stack up a little bit. The mailbag so. would probably be our what penultimate. Of the season? Probably. Podcast? Probably. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'm not going to do the the like, subscribe, and share sort of thing because I think that's disingenuous. But if you want to do all three of those things and give us a rating, um, that'd be great. If you don't want to, I understand. I listen to a bunch of podcasts where I don't give ratings or like or share them. Uh, so that's totally fine with us. Thank you for listening. Good Bulls. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.